When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi friends, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and admittedly, a fan of flirting. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my very favorite deep cuts with you, so let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 today in 1902 new york state tried to introduce a bill that banned a very salacious dangerous and troublesome behavior the act of flirting. (laughs) Well, to be fair to the New York state, it just tried to ban flirting in public. Um, still though, you can imagine how that went over, but let's reverse and see how that brilliant idea came into being. The culprit behind the bill was a state assemblyman, Francis G. Landon of Dutchess County. It actually had slightly noble intentions in the first place. He wanted to criminalize drunks who started to egregiously hit on women after one too many drinks. According to the bill, these flirt-too-muchers would be arrested and fined up to $500. Men who committed a second offense could be tasked with wearing horse blinders in public. The proposal said, Any person who is intoxicated in a public place or who shall by any offense or disorderly act of language annoy or interfere with any person or persons in any place or with the passengers of any public stage, railroad car, or ferry boat, or who shall disturb or offend the occupants of such conveyance by any disorderly act or language or display, although such conduct may not amount to an assault or battery, shall be guilty of a misdemeanor. Amidst the voting procedure, a couple of the assemblymen tried to kind of prank each other. I'll explain. Some of the assemblymen wrongly attributed the bill to another assemblyman, William Bennett. When he found out, he announced to the caucus, I am inclined to think that the circulation of the report that I introduced the bill was intended to injure my popularity in my district where flirting is regarded as a harmless pastime. I want to assure the bachelors in my district that I do not entertain the objections to this innocent amusement which have been attributed to me. There is no occasion for their excitement, at least so far as my position is concerned." Both Landon and Bennett had people on their side of the so-called flirting debate. Flirting was actually very unpopular in the States at the time, and through the 1920s, and it was widely covered in the media. Even though these laws seem kind of ridiculous today, in some ways they were well-intentioned. If you've ever had an aggressive dude just not get out of your space, you know what I mean. The men who the law were designed to stop were colloquially called mashers or skirt chasers, Very persistent fellows who simply could not keep their hands to themselves unless they were made to stop by the law. 
A lot of old-timey laws, like the anti-flirting law, connect back to when religion was much more central to civic life. The laws were designed to inspire church attendance and discourage leisure games, sports, and of course, sex. Today, there's still some crazy laws on the books in New York City that seem ridiculous by modern standards. Many police officers don't even know about them. For instance, it's against the law to throw a ball at somebody's face for fun. Which, I guess makes sense, but as a law? Whatever you say, New York. Another one? Oh, it's illegal to sell a cat or a dog hair. Actually, don't know if I want to know why that one got passed. And another animal-related one, there is absolutely no taking selfies with tigers. What? And that's not even an old law. It was passed in 2014. It's also against the law to run a puppet show in your window. I'm sorry to all my puppeteer fans, I guess. You can actually spend up to 30 days in jail for operating a puppet show in a window. It's also technically against the law to speak to anyone in an elevator. Hmm, I can't imagine how that one gets enforced very often, but I get it. Talking to strangers in closed spaces, I might not go so far to make it illegal, but that doesn't mean I like it. And believe it or not, the flirting law is still on the books, but the fine is now $25 instead of $500. And I don't think it's enforced very often. At least, I hope not. And now for today's music fact. Today in 2012, Jack White of the White Stripes took a turn on the History Channel show, American Pickers. The show follows Mike Wolf and Frank Fritz around as they search for hidden treasures and antique lots across the country. When Jack White went on the show, Wolf and Fritz had just opened an office in Nashville, where White lives. Like Wolf and Fritz, White loves old trinkets and gadgets, so him being on the show was a match made in old stuff heaven. On the show, White ends up buying a gigantic stuffed elephant head from Wolf and Fritz. That certainly fits the bill of old, weird, and wacky. Come to think of it, maybe I should go on the show. The pros proposed that White buy the elephant head for $12,500. White tried to do a little bargaining and offered the brothers to trade for a photo booth used in the band Dead Weather's music video for Hanging from the Heavens as well as White's first jukebox. Wolf and Fritz accept the goods and in turn lower the elephant price to 6 k White revealed on the show that he loves the majesty of taxidermy. (sighs) Makes sense that he bought the elephant head then. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a January 9th in my life. On January 9th, 2019, I drafted outfits for the I Feel Like Chet music video, which was my very first music video I ever did. I drew up drafts of the different outfits I was possibly going to wear. There was only two options. I had this like jumpsuit that I had owned and worn once and I was in charge of styling myself, which was very intimidating. Um, But yeah, I, I was drawing for a zine magazine, I guess a zine, a zine for I Feel Like Chet, which was something that I made. It was kind of like a little booklet of artistic assets and photos that was used for the music video. And that was a really exciting process for me because it was the first time I ever got to film a video for my songs. Um, And it was really cool. That was a really exciting process. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.